to the Sincerely Speaking Autism Podcast. I'm Keishiana Jones, your host, and thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time to the podcast, we welcome you with open arms. If you are a returning listener, thank you, thank you, and thank you some more for your continued support. Make sure to subscribe and share my podcast, and please rate and review. In today's episode, we are going to address the question, why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? This is a question that comes up all too often in a parent's mind after getting the diagnosis. I myself dealt with it for several years. I can honestly say for many, many years. I continue to ponder the question of, Lord, why me? Why did I have to be the parent whose child was diagnosed with autism? Needless to say, I couldn't find an answer for it, but at the same token, it didn't stop the thought from creeping up from time to time. It took many years before I realized that there was no true answer to why me, but the bigger question was, why not? Now, before I came to the question of why not, when I was going through my series of why me, I literally would sit there and think, why am I being punished? Why is my child being punished? we do wrong. I did everything right during my pregnancy. I had what I thought was good prenatal care. I ate the best way a pregnant woman could possibly eat. I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. You know, I tried to limit my stress. Now, I wasn't too good at exercising, but I was still taking care of myself. So why me? Why was my child having to suffer this way, especially in a situation that I was not equipped to deal with? So I thought a situation where I didn't have any proper training. I was learning moment by moment, minute by minute. Why me? Recently, I was listening to a Facebook Live that a fellow special needs mom was doing, and she was talking about the fact that her son having autism and how for the first year and a half of his life, she was in denial. She just did not want to believe that this was his diagnosis, that you know maybe the doctors were wrong. And I could really, really understand that. I can really connect with her on that because I myself had went through the same thing, but there was something that she said that came back and reminded me of the times where I was in the why me stage, but also in the time when I came to the why not stage. And she was, you know, she was discussing about the fact of looking back at her life as a child and realizing how she, um, as a younger child had developed a heart for the special needs community not knowing that years later, she would herself be a caretaker of a child with autism. And it made me sit back and remember my life. And I look back and I thought about it. And these are the things that kind of brought me to the point of the why not. Um, As a child, my uh, mother's youngest brother had cerebral palsy. And I grew up in the home with them and watched my grandmother as his caretaker. And I watched her. I watched her navigate the stress of the journey, um, navigating lack of support while still being loving, nurturing, and still attending to his needs. Now, for many years, he was nonverbal. So trying to communicate with him, she really had to become in tune with his nonverbal communication to be able to get him what he needed. And I watched her publicly. She never complained. She never murmured. I listened to her early in the morning, cry out to God and pray, and just, you know, stay to herself and just, you know, you know, collect her thoughts together. And it was, you know, her compassion for him, you know, the way that she just stood up and got up and did what she had to do while still taking care of 
other grandchildren who didn't have special needs still tending to her home, never letting that loving, nurturing feeling for him die. She continued to just love him, take care of him, and just make sure that he felt loved. And then she prepared all those in his environment to understand what he needed, when he needed it, and how he needed it. So when I look back at my life, God was preparing me then by letting me see the example of my grandmother. As I got a little bit older and was in my teen years, I remember going to the mall and seeing other um, other friends of my of my uncle in the mall with their family. You know, they were in their electronic wheelchairs, or they may be sitting in the in the food court eating food. And some people would walk by and kind of stare, as if the special needs parent didn't have a right to be in the mall with their child. But they did have a right because they were loving and nurturing on their child and giving their child what they needed, which was family connection, community connection. They were not hiding. They were not running behind a rock and, or behind a veil trying to act as if it wasn't a part of their life. They embraced it, and they didn't let anyone or anything limit them. And I remember distinctly one time walking through the mall, seeing one of my uncle's friends and his family, and was I was with a group of my friends. I stopped with my friends. And they're like, you know, where are you going? I just nodded and I said, I'll be right back. I went over, I greeted him, I greeted his family. And the smile that I, that was on his face just filled my heart. They couldn't understand because, again, he was nonverbal. But I understood because in living in the house of my uncle, I understood that although he may not be able to verbalize himself the way his typical peers did, he was able to verbalize himself in a way that those who loved him understood. So even though I was talking to him and he couldn't respond verbally, I got the head nods, the smiles, the giggles. And that's what warmed my heart, but it also helped the family know that he was accepted. Now, when I fast forward to my situation with my son, when I was going through the stages and the of the ups and downs and the journey of questioning why me, why me, I now look at why not me. God had prepared me for this journey when I was younger. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't know 20 years later that I would be dealing with the same thing. But the thing was, I was already trained, so to speak. I had on-the-job training by watching my grandmother, watching her tents and my uncle. And those characteristics that she embodied, the undying nurturing and loving and tending to my son, I used be able to connect with him non-verbally and help him to get what he needed. I was his voice. I was his advocate. I am his voice. I am his advocate. And I will continue to be. But it gave me an understanding that I was selected. God chose me because he knew that I can do it. That because he brought me to this journey, he was going to bring me through this journey. And I see it now, but I couldn't see it. I'm sorry, I couldn't see it then when I was going through it. That the question is not, why me? As time progresses, you'll be able to grow into the question of why not. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't say why me, because then you wouldn't be human. But what I'm saying is, trust yourself. The child that you have before you is not a punishment. The child that you have before you is a blessing. And the love that you have in your heart for that child will always, always take you through the journey. So remember, this journey is not easy, but it is possible. Remember, you have work to do, so you have to breathe. Breathe again. Breathe 
and breathe again. And roll up your sleeves because you do have work to do. Remember, you got this. Be well.